Welcome back to Live, Laugh, Love, Real Estate, Conversations with Lisa Loveland and Costa Hansis. Today, we're going to, we're going to talk about um, Costa. Hey. Yeah. Um, and we want to talk a little bit about, you know, um, that group of individuals in their, you know, coming out of college, uh, figuring out their career, figuring out who they are. Uh, personally, and um, some of the challenges and um, uh, ways that those challenges were overcome. So why don't we get to it? Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about, um, you know, obviously, we don't really need to talk about college, but how, how did you decide what career you wanted to get into? And what were some of the steps you took after that decision was made? Sure. So I graduated in May of 2019, I want to say. I always remember because, unfortunately, uh, we had spring break in March. And then about a month later, I got diagnosed with mono. Oh, no. So I'll always forget and remember the last semester of college pretty much being like the most exciting time. When I was graduating, like everybody wants to have a good old time. And then I'm left with mono. I, I had to go home for a bit. So I lost some of the last semester. And then, of course, with mono, I don't know if most people know, but... You're not supposed to drink for like three months or not really, really supposed to do too much in that. So it was like, it was a big kick in the face, but I kind of think it was a blessing in disguise because going into that time off of spring break is a super high energy about to graduate. Everybody's having a great time, wants to celebrate and really I don't know, go hard in that last semester of college. Cause it's like, it's over at the same time too. But I was left going to parties, still trying to go to the parties and have fun with my friends, but I couldn't drink. So it was, it was a big eye opener because I went to a smaller school and then not being able to drink, which obviously amplifies the scenarios. And usually when you're drinking, you have more fun, no matter you can be at a crappy place, crappy dive bar, wherever you are. But as long as you have some drinks, you feel fine. So it was kind of a eye opener when I would go to the same places I would go to and be like, wow, this is what we were doing this entire time of college. <laughs> like this isn't as fun as I thought. <laughs> you learned that a lot sooner than most. Yeah. So I, I think that was a blessing in disguise because it slowed my trajectory down. I was definitely... I feel as though if I graduated college on that still high note and things like that, it would have put me in a different category in terms of mindset of figuring out what I wanted to do. Um, but so I graduated and I actually, it was my mom's suggestion. We, I've been around real estate, family does real estate in terms of investing in multifamily properties. My mom used to be a real estate agent way back. Um, she didn't, that, she still has her license, but it's not activated. So she did that, but then she transitioned. So real estate has always been, in the blood per se. Mm -hmm. So she actually gave the recommendation. She's like, you know, why don't you just like go get your real estate license? That's a good place to start because to tell you the truth, I did in college, I did music. Uh, I made music with one of my friends. I thought I was gonna do something with music. Um, and just kind of, I think this probably happens to a lot of people, but time, time runs out You're mm -hmm. at college. And all of a sudden one person lives in Massachusetts. The other person lives in Connecticut doesn't really work out to keep making yeah. music together. So unfortunately that dream kind of came to an end at that point, still mess around with music and still do stuff in the music industry, which I can maybe touch upon later, but I wanted to do that in kind of my whole entire life. I've done like stocks, different things like that. Try to do stuff that was out of the ordinary box. I didn't want to do like the typical job. Like my friends had jobs in high school doing different things, like working at you know, stores, retail, or working at like a, a sandwich mm -hmm. place and things like that. And I really didn't want to do that. And it wasn't because I was lazy or per se, because a lot of my friends would be like, Oh, why aren't you, why aren't you working? Why don't you do this? And it'd be like, they wouldn't see that. Like when I was at home though, I would try to be learned stocks or like one mm -hmm. thing I would try to learn music production. I would try to do 
buying and selling on eBay, different things like that. I was always doing other stuff, but nobody really saw that. Mm-hmm. So they presumed it was just, oh, you're lazy, you don't want to work. But that was far from the case. I always knew that in my head, but that was kind of a thing I never wanted to do like the normal stuff. So graduating from college, it was like, all right, what am I going to do now? Like, I don't want to do like the normal things like that. I don't want to go get a nine to five. Never wanted to do the nine to five. So decided to take the real estate uh, class, studied just over two weekends. It was pretty dreaded. Took a while to do the class because it's just like two days, two week, two weekends, two days. It has to be 40 hours in total. So it was 10 hours Saturday, 10 hours Sunday for two weekends. Did that. Unfortunately, it took a while for them to actually like get the certification for the class so then you could go take the exam. So it was only it was almost like a month and a half later before I could actually take the exam for the real oh, estate test. Oh, that's surprising. Yeah, which stunk because it's like, yeah. all right, I learned this all this stuff in the real estate class, fresh in my mind, but I have to wait a week and a half. Something messed up with the paperwork. It wasn't the right picture. So I kind of like lost all the information on that. Had to take the test uh, twice, passed it the second time in like October. Was going to go into real estate as an agent, but I was actually going to go to KW, join here, funny mm-hmm. enough, and then or another place too. I was kind of going in between. But then opportunity came up in terms of property management, and I decided to go into that. It was a family friend works at the company and just said, hey, like you'd be a great fit for this. Why don't you try it out? And the thing was, I had a salary too. So I was like, okay, do I go real estate full-fledged and no salary, just commission only? It's going to be tough to make money, of course, that first year. And of course, money is still important um, depending on – it's different when you're out of college. I had the privilege of living at home, so I don't have to worry about that, that expense then. So I decided to – do the property management gig in the seaport ended mm-hmm. up there really enjoyed it it was nice to have like the commission and it was nice to have the salary too so you, if you got a sale in terms of leasing you got some commission but you also had that salary on top of it so it was nice it was almost comfort it was like hey i know at least i'm getting this and then anything i work harder to is commission add into that salary and i never thought i wanted to be in sales until I got that job, until I felt the... I thought you were going to say until you got that check. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> it, kind of. It was in terms of uh, I started doing the leasing, but when the main component, like the salary is not super high. It's just like added as like comfort and then like you have to work harder for the commission. Mm-hmm. And I really fell in love with the process of sales and trying to get that commission. I was right. Before I was like, I don't want to be sales. I don't want to force people to buy anything or do anything that they don't want to do. I just had that negative mindset, but doing it, realized that I was like, hey, this is a ton of fun. You're helping people out, and it's kind of an adrenaline rush. You like really want the deal to get closed, right? And then at the end of it, you, you earn money. It's different than you're just kind of just working, and no matter what, you earn the salary. It's mm-hmm. different, which is for some people that works. For some people, they like that steady salary. Okay, I know that I'm gonna have X amount coming each week, and then this is how I budget. But for me, that kind of wasn't it. I liked the commission and bonus because it made me work harder. Like, oh, the harder I work, the more I do, the more money I can make. That's right. And, I, and then so many people are your opportunity. Everybody needs a place to live. So it isn't as though you're selling a, you know, a, a technical network or some kind of program that not everybody needs. Right. So every time you're out there, there's at least that's, those are the things that I found interesting when I got into real estate. That, And I don't mean this materialistically. Everyone's an opportunity. Um, but everybody is an opportunity. So you can really put some creative um, plans together as to how you want to grow your business. Absolutely. And it, it is, cre- I'm a creative person at heart from the music. I love movies and different things like that. I love doing outside the box thing and, and sales kind of gives you the, any sales-based job lets you be creative mm-hmm. because especially in real estate, when transition to that, you're wearing so many different hats and it's up to really up to you, how you market, how you brand, how you act, how you do so many different things too. So you really do have to be creative and it's not just necessarily 
you would think creative people just do like things in the creative fields, but business in oh, general yeah, requires a lot of creativity. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah, I ended up doing the leasing for a bit and realized I actually met you there funny enough. And that kind of was a big shift in mindset because you came in and we kind of hit it off. And then you said, if you ever want to get into real estate, let me know. And I was like, okay, awesome. That that's great. And of course I did my research before cause I, I met you and I was like, Oh, that's, who, let's see who is Lisa Loveland. So I Google Lisa Loveland and it's like top producer here, top this. And I was like, wow, like very accredited. And that's awesome that someone like that caliber at least thought or saw potential in me. So I was like, you know what, later down the road, if that works, I'll, and I think maybe three weeks later, just in general, I emailed you about just getting coffee or something like that. Yeah. And then COVID hit. So that never happened <laughs> um, until later, but did that and moved locations because that was temporary because somebody was on maternity leave. I was only at that location for a bit, moved to a different location. Didn't really like the other location, just different things. Just it was a different area, a different scene. Mm-hmm. I didn't really like it. And that made me think, you know what? Why don't I message Lisa? see what's going on with her and see if maybe make the transition into to real estate. It was kind of just a, a hit out of nowhere. I, I just got the feeling that I can do so much more and this was mm-hmm. really limiting to me what I could do. And crazy enough, I decided to leave my steady well-paying job where I was doing pretty, pretty well in terms of the leasing too. Like even at that new location, the first, the first day I got a lease. Yeah, you did great. It was like 12 leases in the first month there. And then all of a sudden I get the call, Hey, I'm putting in my two weeks and the company was not mad at all. They were actually very accommodating. We're like, oh, okay, like, are you sure? Like, we have like a lot of good plans for you. Um, and I was like, I yeah, appreciate that. But I had my mindset on on leaving. And I, was, they, I actually got to stay on part-time for a bit because I just wanted my help. So it kind of worked out there and made the leap into real estate as an agent full-time that gets rid of the salary, yep. gets rid of the bonuses in terms of that. But that that's not what I wanted to do. I didn't want to do the nine to five, but I found myself in the nine to five. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was kind of like, I kind of like to think about it in terms of what I'm going to look at 10 years from now and say, like, would I be happy if I stayed there and I just worked my way up the corporate ladder? Probably not. I mean, who knows? Things could have gone differently, but mm-hmm. I kind of created almost my own story there and I like to talk to people and explain that story because it's kind of like, a, looking back at it now, it's like, all right, I don't like to give myself a ton of credit. I'm like, not very like the person that's like needs to blow smoke my way in terms of the, but it's just like, all right, I did leave my job during COVID-19 pandemic and really just took a big leap. And yeah. I knew maybe 10 years later from now or whenever later, and I hopefully get into a, a different space where I'm speaking to people and different things like that. I can mm-hmm. tell that story and be like, I, I, I made the leap there. Yeah. A lot of people, if you're worrying about it, or you're not happy where you are, just make the leap and see where it goes from there. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's true, and that's a big leap to take to get into a fully commissioned position. Um, but you you you're doing well at it, and you've got great ideas. Um, and I know I know this, but t- talk about the masterminds that you actually set up, and and um, some of the people that that are involved with that. Sure. So one other thing too, I, I forgot to mention, but during my time doing the leasing at the company i always wanted to i had the idea that i'd always get into real estate as an agent i just mm-hmm. didn't know when i just wanted to start there hey this is a start and then, as i said before i didn't want to do the normal thing but that doesn't mean if you're if you want to do something out of the ordinary you want to be someone that's not just like the typical office goer nine to five you still can work that nine to five job for the time being and just use that to fund your other ideas get experience until so it's not the end of the world you can always quit the job that's one thing that a lot of people forget is like you can always leave your job if you're not happy Mm -hmm. but a lot of people just 
don't do that. And then 10 years pass and they're at the same job. I feel as though if anybody that I kind of like listen to or talk to, so it's easier said than done, but that's something there too. But for me, I was like, how can I work this job and get real estate experience or at least network with people in the real estate industry? So I decided to create an Instagram page called Luxury Listing Boston. Some For some reason, the name came to my head. I guess probably watching Million Dollar Listing or something like that. But I was like, how can I like get myself into the, the real estate scene without being in the real estate scene? So formed this thing, Instagram page called Luxury Listing Boston, which is just a repost page mm-hmm. of great listings around. It's called Luxury Listing Boston, but it's really, we do Massachusetts in total of like listings. So we repost beautiful listings, grew that from... About zero, me and my friend, uh, Henry, started it. I started it, then I needed some help, so I had him come along, and we've been yep. growing it together ever since. So went from zero to about almost 2,000 followers now organically. Yeah, and it was awesome. just a way to just network with people and yep. kind of get experience and know the real estate industry without being in it. So mm-hmm. if you're at a nine-to-five job where you're working, but you want to kind of develop into a different area, start an Instagram page or start something that's kind of related to that where you can still network with people. And then when you go to make the switch, you have this whole following because a lot of people, social media is huge nowadays. A lot of people say like followers are everything too. But for me personally, I have something that a lot of people want. A lot of agents want their listings to be showcased on a page that has 2000 followers of people that are all interested in Boston real estate. It's a lot of reach to get your listing out there. So um, I do have something that they want, just like anything, transition of um, or exchange of goods or services. Hey, I have this page, we'll repost you. And that's how it goes. So that's one of the things that I would recommend to you if you're making the switch, at least try to get into the other industry you're trying to get into um, there. And then in terms of, I forget, what was your original question in terms uh, of the that? The masterminds. The mastermind, of course. Um, so around that same time, that's why I brought up luxury listing Boston. Uh, me and Henry, my friend Henry, were doing it. And then we had another friend. There was a friend of a friend, actually. Um, shout out Austin. We formed this little mastermind group just the three of us it didn't even we didn't call it a mastermind at first it was really just the three of us were very business interested and it was a way for us to communicate and talk share experiences share wins and losses with people that were also business minded uh, Mm -hmm. business minded because it's tough to find especially at our age it's tough to find people that are very interested in growth mindset interested in business interested in doing bigger things like it's tough especially coming out of college, everybody's still in that same mindset where they, they want to go out on the weekends, they want to do this, and just, that's all well and good. Like, you can still do that, but I wanted to kind of surround myself with people that wanted to do bigger things in life, because I do want to do that, um, and that doesn't mean you cut off friends in terms of different things like that. You can still see those people, but maybe you don't bring up as much business stuff. So that was a way that we could talk each week and talk, hey, this this is going on in my life, this is how this has changed, did this in real estate, and we would just go talk, and it was just a way to kind of keep me sane in terms of the ideas because <laughs> right. it was just like it's tough to find people that are like-minded and like if you don't talk to anybody that's like-minded you think you're the only one that thinks like this crazy and has these big ideas um, right so my podcasts are a huge thing i listen to a bunch of podcasts um maybe put some other ones in the description too but it's surrounding yourself by people that think the same and you'll notice that you just have so much more energy because other people are excited to do the same right. things right you're not dragging somebody along for the ride um, no, it's it's great to surround yourself by like-minded individuals to kind of create that energetic force to move everybody in that group right. beyond where they are now. Yeah, so we just continued that for about a year mm-hmm. until I was, I also formed another Instagram page. It was called Above and Abroad. It was a another repost style page that we would just post like 
luxury things or different business quotes or business tips and things like that just to, again, the name just came to me. Um, it was just a page to do that, showcase things that I wanted to or we wanted to. Me and Henry also did it at the same time too. Um, just to showcase different things that we liked and then hopefully other people saw like cool yachts, cool planes and different luxury items. Grew that a little bit, but stopped doing that before then and just focused on luxury list in Boston because it was tough to do. The real estate, that, above and abroad, all these Instagram pages and manage real estate and manage doing a normal job. So we took that away. And then about a few months ago, I was like, all right, me, Henry and Austin have been doing this for a while. We actually still do the call ourselves, the three of us. But I was like, what's a bigger way that I could expand this and have more like-minded people? Because I taught, I knew other friends that were like very business like-minded too, just meeting more and more people. And it's like, there's something here in terms of creating a, a group or a community around here. I didn't see a lot of uh, groups similar. There are different sort of groups that have a specific focus, whether that's real estate or anything, those, those specific style like mastermind groups. But I don't even consider ours necessarily like a mastermind. It's just mm -hmm. that's what the label is. But it's more of just um, we have about five members right now. We're just keeping that for the first like meetings and things like that we've been doing just so we can know each other like have like the five founding members yeah so we brought in two other people that i know and just wanted to be part of the group so we did that and we're supposed to be having another meeting either this week or next week but it was just again a, a group that we could talk more and more business mindset expand the network talk to more and more people mm -hmm. there are a bunch of more members that we want to bring on to like we already have each person has like oh i know this person this person but we just want to keep it small for now make sure everything's set up properly and it's just really a masterminds are different. Um, certain ones are like certain topics, as I was saying before, or they have a certain format. This is really just like laid back. It's a place where you can go. And we actually, the reason why I brought up the Instagram page before, I was like, oh, what do I name this? And I was like, oh, I don't know. And I was like, wait, above and abroad. Like, that could be the name of it too. So I kind of stretched in that name as far as possible. I just think it's a cool name. Above yeah. and abroad came to my head. I was like, let's call it above and abroad because. I guess we go above and not instead of beyond abroad because we're, yeah, we're I worldwide, like I guess. <laughs> it's just You're global. <laughs> exactly. Someday I'll be global. Right now we're mm -hmm. just around here. So that was just another way to network with more and more like-minded people that also want to achieve great things in life. And then we can go there and just really laid back environment. We're not better than anybody else. A lot of groups and different things have this like cult following, things like that, how it's like, it's almost like a pyramid scheme. Some of them too, just like this, like, Oh, you gotta join this. And like, this is the best thing. I know like a lot of pyramid schemes, um, not necessarily that it is it, but a lot of places are like, and careers actually are like, you hear like jokes about it being like, Oh, like join the company. Like this person's making a million dollars a year or this person's making right. five. They introduce you to the best yeah. people there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can do that. It's like yeah. real estate at the same time too. No matter what they say, it's the same. All broker, it, it's not not true because a lot of the like, brokerage say the same thing. Oh, well, you can make $500,000 first year, a million dollars first year. And that's like, that is true. You can do that. Right. Everything's true. You have to peel back those numbers a little bit, though, and see exactly how that needs to be done. That's Those are not everybody's doing that. That's a pretty high, pretty tough number. Right. Um, the, the, um, there's always the outliers too. It's like, yeah. oh, but this person did it. And it's like, okay, that's 1% of like a thousand, right. 2000 people right. did it. And they probably had connections. But the great thing that you're doing right here is you're one, you're, you're surrounding yourself by like-minded people. And you're also have, you know, five more people that are thinking about you and what your needs are and who's looking to buy, sell or rent. Yep. And it, it all comes in. It's not a hard call structure that 
nobody really likes. It becomes too robotic. Yeah. Um, but when you have a small enough group where everyone's keeping each other top of mind, um, I've always loved the business to business um, networking more than I will go back and you know like churn my database for new clients. You'll never find me calling old clients to get new business. I, I probably should, but I've have that attrition built into my business plans year over year. Um, that uh, it's just not my style. I, I, I've, I too feel much more comfortable in, um, in small networking groups. It, it's not that I don't, it's not, maybe comfort isn't the right word. Um, it feels more in line with who I am, with my character. Right. To do it that way. Same, I definitely, I think the thing too, it's like, you're always worried about, for me personally, like, I think we talked about this like last podcast, probably just in terms of like goals and speaking, but it's kind of like, especially nowadays, I'm a little bit more hesitant in terms of what I say and the opinions I give in terms of in different stuff, depending on the environment, because it feels as though more and more nowadays, everybody has something to say about everything too. So I could say this and then I could be a, somebody could comment being like, Oh, this is stupid. I don't agree with that. So I try to kind of do my best in terms of the mastermind and everything like that to keep it just like, Hey, this is a business group. Let's keep it there. But it, it's tough to always, even on the podcast, I noticed, I think we were going to talk about this briefly or I started to mention the last podcast, but I think a key factor too is if you're always worrying about what other people think, mm-hmm. you're never really going to be able to, I guess live the life you kind of want to live. It's if you're always like, all right, this person, if I say this, this person's going to think that, or I'm going to hurt this group. And that's not, not meaning being like hurtful in terms of the things you're saying, but it's okay to share your opinions on different things like that too. So absolutely. But the thing is a lot of people talk about if you share certain opinions, you alienate a certain group. But I feel as though that the beauty of the mastermind group, the beauty of podcasts is the difference in opinions and talking um, and sharing them. That's how we have progress. Like in the mastermind, Mm -hmm. We t- I tell everybody, hey, if you don't agree with something I say or you don't agree with the other person says, like, that's fine. Like, we'll talk about it. We don't have to be like, not speak about certain things. It's also how you learn. You know, if we want to have, if we want to be able to be who we are, we have to allow other people to be who they are. That's yeah. kind of one of the, the basic uh, rules in, in my life. So I want to be free to be who I am. I need to let somebody else be free to be who they are and not come to that conversation or interaction with judgment, but understand you know, if the, if those differences are such that it doesn't make a fit, that's okay too. Um, but you don't have to be wrong for me to be right. Right. I can be right in how I feel and just move on and and put that situation or person, um, in a different category and have a different expectation without cutting it out completely or, or, or bumping up against, um, you know, uh, arguments or disagreements. Exactly. Um, yeah, so that's, that's really in terms of the mastermind. It's kind of we're keeping it private for now. If you're ever interested, we're definitely mm-hmm. interested in taking new members on. It's kind of all around the general age group, 20s, young professionals, different things like that too. But we're open to have new members. So if anybody listening to this wants to kind of be part, we're, we'll do interviews. That's kind of how we do it. We haven't brought on the new members, but once we have, we have a kind of a list of who we want to bring on. So definitely even just drop in, just send a message. We Again, we link the Instagram stuff below in terms of the show notes. So just click that and follow me, send me a message. I'm excited to see where that goes. But in terms of another reason I was going to bring it back to is I hear a lot from other, a lot of other recent college grads and people around the same age group who are sucked in by their peers and what they do. Because a lot mm-hmm. of 
people and I, and I bring up the college things I said before because that's where I came from. The mindset's completely different there, but a lot of people are still stuck in that same mindset of like, in the work from home stuff has changed, and that's why I don't. I get, I'll give opinions more and more here in terms of this, but I think the work from home thing has almost hurt young professionals. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel it's so bad in terms of COVID for the people that were graduating the last year or two that like couldn't yeah. enjoy their last semester. Um, and I could only imagine it's tough to get there. I know last year before, even before COVID, it was, it was tough to get jobs. People couldn't find stuff. And, and so even when you get a job, I mean, if you're working from home, you don't have that ability to be in front of your boss or within your team to learn, to, um, you know, to, to meet the people, learn the politics and have opportunity for advancement. I think it's got to be a lot harder when you're working from home oh, yeah. to, to move up that, that corporate ladder. What have your friends been experiencing? I would say that, again, I do talk to a lot of people, but again, social media is where it's at in terms of seeing what people are up to. But I can tell by the actions of certain people that who's trying to progress in terms of life and and achieving different things and who's maybe not. And again, it's maybe that they they present a different thing on social media, but they're different things. Um, They have different goals. And I think a lot of people have goals in terms of different things but it's like every time you go to a, a party or something you talk to somebody that wants to start a company and it's like oh like, cool that's a great idea but they end up they never really do it because it's just like it's just an idea and then they weren't able to execute it, exactly and the thing with the college thing the work from home stuff i wanted to say is it's tough going from college of that like routine which i'm mm-hmm. assuming do whatever you want in college certain people are super into studies and like maybe don't have as much of a social life in college but me, I was different. I enjoyed my fair share of <laughs> going out and I label it all as partying in terms of different things like that. But it's tough to go from that mindset of like, all you have to do is go to class. Maybe you have a part-time job, but mm-hmm. it's like you go to class, what, it's not too long. Depending on where you go to school. Like I went to a, a Roger Williams in Rhode Island, which is still, I went to the business school. It's still not easy necessarily in terms of the classes, but I found myself being able to get done with the work pretty fairly easy, cramming it the last time too. So it's like, all right, I have a couple classes each day and then I'm free. I did my work. So it's like, oh, now it's a, we can go, we go out Thursday, Friday, Saturday and enjoy it. And if you go from that kind of lifestyle and that's what I was saying, like when I was sick, the last semester, it slowed me down. Mm -hmm. But if I were to go from that routine out of college to getting a nine to five job to moving to Boston with my friends, three, four friends in Southie, like everybody does, I think I would be in a totally different place because it would just be like, go, go, go. And I would never kind of take that break to realize, okay, what do I actually want to accomplish? And I think a lot of people, they don't ever slow down and sit back and say, okay, like this is what I want to accomplish. Am I doing the right thing by living this sort of lifestyle, continuing that going out lifestyle in terms of work from home is a big difference too, because it's like, no, I don't even have to go to work, talk right. to anybody, dress right. up. And it's right. like, well, I don't know what teach his own. I, I, some people say they, they do work from home. Great. They do all the work, but I, most people I talk to in shows that are you actually like working from home? Because the, the thing is like when you're in the office or at least when I was, there isn't eight hours of work to do. You're not just right. like in the office doing eight hours of work. You're sitting around, you're going on lunch break, you're talking. And now when it's your home, you're like, okay, if I have this much work to do, I'll oh, maybe I'll do it later in the afternoon or tomorrow mm-hmm. and you can push it around. So it, I think it's just kind of progressing that hesitant to actually change and think of different things but i do see a lot of friends that reach out to me because i try to post like beneficial things on social media about mindset and business and different things like that and the more and more people it's really great to have like friends i remember 
a month or two ago, a friend reached out and was like, Hey, like wanted questions about real estate. I was like, Hey, like, yeah, I don't really want to do the whole, like, I'm tired of like going out the whole bar scene in terms of different things like that. Like once in a while, of course, but I want to like do bigger things. And it's right. like, it's awesome to see like-minded people. And that's why the, the mastermind ties into it. All those people want to do bigger things. I still like to go out and have fun. Like I'll go out on the weekends, but you stuff the, again, we talked about last podcast, all kind of all in on something or not. So it's like, Every time I like were to do that or like go out or enjoy a little too much, I don't do a good job because I kind of beat myself up about it. But it's like whether you like it or not, if, if you're going out and there's a difference between like going out to dinner and having like a drink or two and that's what you could do during COVID. But when it goes back to that, OK, weekends at the bar scene in terms of that, you're hung over the next day. It's like for me personally, I like kind of beat myself up like because I'm like, all right, I went out. I had fun. But like now I feel like crap. I'm going to feel like right. crap the rest of the day. I'm going to feel like crap tomorrow. And it's like is this really putting myself in the best place, best place to succeed? Mm -hmm. it's like, probably not, but you still need some balance in terms of different stuff. So for me, it's tough to find a balance. And I think the more and more you have people that are similar, you can talk to, um, the more it helps. And at the end of the day, you kind of have to look at in the mirror and be like, okay, what do I want to accomplish? If I know personally that that's not going to work out, if I do that and this is going to end up this way, then it's like, all right, I can't do that as much then. And that's just Mm -hmm. the way it is. Right. That's great. And I'm so impressed that you have all of this down at your age because, you know, I always say everything's age appropriate. So you, you're you at an age where it's completely acceptable to be, go do all of that stuff because it's what you do in your 20s. But the fact that um, you've actually made that decision yourself to do something bigger and better is amazing. So congratulations because it takes a lot of courage to do that, to step out of kind of a group think mentality um, and go out and do what you think is right for you. And it always, as you know, and you're already seeing the rewards of it, it always pays off, you know, and, and you'll just build on that. So um, it's exciting. Yeah. And we're glad to have you in the industry, and I'm glad to have you on the team. Thank you. I mean, it's definitely been a track and a journey in terms of that. Yeah. Um, the group mentality thing is huge. So it's really just, as I said before, it comes down to you being self-aware and being like, okay, what do I want to accomplish? And like, almost hate doing it because it's like I do like hang out with friends that maybe are, are aren't like that they aren't super mm-hmm. business savvy like to have fun and that's fine like I'll still like do that but I, I won't want to talk about business stuff I'll talk right. about other things just, I, exactly I just yeah. feel kind of sometimes it's like I'm still the same person I was I still like to have fun I, I my personality is very like sarcastic and kind of like smart ass goofing around and being like that and just more like not taking things too seriously but mm-hmm you have to have that shift in mindset of, okay, this is the environment for that. That's the environment for this. And then the more and more you just go back to Gary V talks about self-awareness is like the biggest thing you can really have. It's yep. really looking at yourself being, okay, what do I want to accomplish? And then the more and more you, the reticular activating system is a huge thing too. It's like, um, if you think about a, if you get a red car, say you're looking for a new car and you buy a red car, a red, say you buy a red Honda, you'll start to see a ton of red Hondas around when you never saw them before. And it's the same thing. And that's just called your reticular activating system. That just means that if your mind's always focused on a certain thing, you're going to see more of it. It draws it in. Absolutely. All about energy. That should be a different podcast in the future. But if you have any questions or anybody's in college, about to graduate college around the same age or have any different questions, like feel free to reach out. Absolutely. Search for your friends. You'll be surprised how many people want to accomplish bigger things, but it just comes down to who's going to, I think you said it before too, who's going to capitalize on that and actually go through with it. Right. And it's nice that you have already have this set up. I think that's one of the things that's, um, that's tough at any age is that people don't know where to go to do it. 
they may want to do it, but it's a, it, but then eh, it's it's easy just to go kind of with the crowd. Yeah. Or I'll change it someday. Or I'll start working out tomorrow. Or I'll change my diet. You know, the next day. Um, and that next day comes, and then the next day comes, and yeah, <laughs> five years. Like, damn it, what did I do? Um, so kudos, um, exciting stuff. And um, next uh, next session, we're going to have a woman who um, started her own business and uh, kind of pivoted during COVID. But it's uh, Jill Goldberg, and she is the owner of Hudson, and um, is also in uh, Hudson Furnishings, Home Furnishings, and is also an interior designer. So we're going to have her on to kind of talk about how she got started, um, what her business is all about, and the latest trends um, in interior design. Awesome. I'm excited for that one. I know. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be great. Um, So that's what we have today. Thanks, guys, for joining. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks, everyone.